Hello there, and welcome to Planet Sport Football Africa, a passion for sport production where we look at African football, what's happening around the continent, and what African players are doing overseas. I'm Steve Vickers in Harare, Zimbabwe, joined by Solomon Ashoms in Johannesburg, South Africa, and by Stuart Weir in the UK. And on this week's show, we take a look at the issue of height in football. Some new research shows that the average height of a team is not a factor in determining success, but most coaches do prefer to have plenty of tall players in their team. As a coach, producing players for the national team, you don't want to have a national team with very short players. So even when you are choosing your national team, you are looking at all those um, aspects. And also, Stuart highlights some players in the lower leagues of England who may well feature at the World Cup next year. For example, there's Isam Ben Kemes, a 21-year-old born in Paris of Tunisian parents. Now, he's had three seasons in Lorient, now playing for Doncaster Rovers in the third tier of English football. Well, that's coming up later. But first, there was an 11th continental title for TP Mazembe of DR Congo as they won the CAF Confederation Cup last weekend, beating Supersport United of South Africa 2-1 on aggregate. TP Mazembe have now won three titles in a row over the past three years. That's the Champions League in 2015 and the Confederation Cup in 2016 and now this year. Overall, they've won the Champions League five times, the Confederation Cup three times and the African Super Cup three times. This is where the Champions League winners take on the Confederation Cup winners each year. It is, Solomon, an amazing record that TP Mazembe have. It's definitely uh, an amazing record. I think one of the things that I really love with them is they they go all out. Anytime they play uh, in the Champions League or in the Confed Cup, their target is always to win. And they that's why they're giving their best. They have great mix of players from Ghana, from you know Tanzania, uh, Zambia and, and DRC players. They have great stadium, great supporters. They have great uh, sponsor in as much as the, the, the president of the club. The owner is in exile in Belgium currently because of his uh, involvement in politics and he, there's some allegations against him. But at the same time, you, you see the way they play without really showing that they, they lack motivation. Well, thanks, Solomon, and I'm sure that TP Mazembe have already set their sights on getting back into the Champions League and winning a sixth title next year. Other African football news is that video assistant referee technology will be used for the first time in African football. This is the African Nations Championship next January and February in Morocco. The experiment will start at the quarter-final stage of the tournament. Referees from Africa who will be taking part in the 2018 World Cup will be used, along with those with previous training in the video assistant referee technology. It was first used at this year's Confederations Cup in Russia. There were mixed reviews there. It looks like FIFA want to use the system at next year's World Cup, so the CHAN will be a way of assessing and deciding whether they can go ahead with the video assistant referee technology at the World Cup. Now, the draw for the 2018 FIFA World Cup was due to take place on Friday. We'll analyse the groups with the African teams on next week's show. Well, now to a topic that we haven't addressed on the show before. Uh, that's the one of height. A research organisation called the CIES Football Observatory has analysed the effects of height in football. 
They looked at the 50 clubs from the 36 European leagues who fielded the tallest and shortest lineups since the start of the season. Top of the rankings are FC Copenhagen of Denmark, an average height of 1.86 meters, and at the shortest average height, Ludogorets Razgrad of Bulgaria, 177 centimeters. But does height bring you success? While many coaches do favour tall players, especially defenders, the study found that there's no connection between the average height of a team and results achieved. While many coaches do prefer tall players, others do give priority to shorter ones. This research says, though, that very short players will struggle to establish themselves as professionals. The average height of footballers in the leagues that were surveyed is 1.82 meters, and in total, only 12% of the clubs fielded players with an average height of less than 1.8 meters. Among them, of note, Manchester City, Barcelona, and Real Madrid. Well, Stuart,、uh, very interesting. This、uh, I would have thought an ideal team has a tall goalkeeper, tall defenders and strikers,、uh, plus a couple of speedy wingers or midfielders who might be short or very short. That would be fairly traditional, Steve. But the problem with the tall centre backs is that they can often be、uh, a bit slow. And I mean, you think of someone, for example, like John Terry, who was always good in the air, commanding. But who perhaps struggled against a small, fast forward, and there used to be a player at Nottingham Forest called Des Walker, who was really fast. And you know the Forest fans used to chant, "You'll never beat Des Walker," meaning that in a foot race, Walker would always take them on and win. And now Jermaine Defoe has scored 160 goals in the Premier League, and he's only one meter seventy. And you know, you talked about having your midfield players short, but then what about Eric Dyer at Tottenham, who is one meter eighty-eight? Now, take a player like Andy Carroll,、uh, currently with West Ham, has played for Newcastle and Liverpool, one ninety-three, tall striker, good in the air, but it can make the attack one-dimensional. And really, the only way of attacking、uh, is to put in long balls towards Carroll. So I think a bit of variety. Some teams like the big striker; others like fast strikers. Yes, well, thanks, Stuart. Stay with us.、Uh, let's get the views of a coach now. Tondaraya Ndiraya is a coach here in Zimbabwe, and his team and Gezi Platinum Stars finished third in our just-ended Premier League season, and they took part in the early rounds of this year's CAF Confederation Cup. Ndiraya has strong views on height. Steve, I think、um, that that is quite quite important for any serious coach, if I want to put it that way. Height is important in certain departments of a team. You look at、um, goalkeeping. You want a goalkeeper who has、uh, that reach, who can、um, get the ball,、uh, get across, or whatever, get the ball at the highest point, and that can only be done easily by a goalkeeper who has、uh, good height. You're also looking at、uh, the central defence. You want to have tall players at. Uh, central defence for obvious reasons. You want them to deal with those、um, crosses and the long balls. So if you don't have height and you are playing at centre back, it becomes very difficult for you. We also consider height when you play the defence midfield role, so that you are able to deal with those、uh, long balls coming.、Um, if you miss the ball, 
uh, in that crucial position. That means you are giving the other team an advantage, and you are you are sure that uh, the other team will be will create uh, chances quite easily. We also consider height um, uh, for the central striking position. You want your striker to have height so that he can also access those um, high balls and try and get to them. But um, you, there are also certain positions which you, height doesn't really matter, like uh, the wide um, positions. You're talking of your uh, wide uh, flank defenders, your flank midfielders. Height really doesn't matter there. You are also, as a coach, producing players for the national team. You don't want to have a national team with very short players. So even when you are choosing your national team, you are looking at all those um, aspects. And of course, we when we develop players, we also develop them for international, for the international market. And quite frankly and honestly, uh, coaches from those best leagues look at height when they are buying players. I would rather have a, a very tall defender who is not technically good and work on the technique. We believe the technique of a player is worked on. So you identify uh, a player with height first and then later work on the, on the technique part of, of, of his game. So height is very, very important in football. Are there any disadvantages with a player who's very tall, such as lack of mobility, for example? Yeah, um, quite, quite a huge uh, disadvantage. But uh, in the positions I've, I've spoken about, mobility is not really much of a factor. Because uh, if you, you really do your homework uh, quite well, that means most of the balls which come uh, in those areas are high balls. And you want to have uh, high balls do not really require a lot of mobility. And if you have noticed, I've also mentioned about the flank defenders, flank midfielders. That's where your mobility, attacking midfielders, that's where your mobility is required. And in those areas, you don't really need uh, top players. Yes, you may have top players, but you are also now looking at the issue of mobility. And uh, in Zimbabwe and uh, elsewhere in Southern Africa, uh, we send a lot of skillful but short players who've struggled to make it, especially in Europe, uh, because, as you said earlier, the coaches are, are looking at the build. But um, it's tough for those players who don't have the height but do have the talent. Yeah, it's, it's, it's really quite tough. And I, go, I guess um, we also have to start changing when we identify players as coaches and start uh, looking at those, um, those attributes. Look, quite frankly, we produce players... For, for the European market. Every coach who is coaching locally uh, has an ambition of producing a player who would you know, go on and play in Europe. And uh, you can't run away from those um, qualities and attributes that those coaches um, overseas uh, are looking for. So skillful players who are very short have a very huge, huge disadvantage uh, when it comes to the, the foreign market. We have a good example of uh, one of our very own, Kama uh, Billiard. Very good player, very skillful, but look how much time it has taken for him to find a club abroad. Not just abroad, but in those uh, best leagues in the world. His talents can take him anywhere um, in the best leagues, but he's built now, and the height is really letting him down. So height is a huge factor. 
Well, I was talking there to Zimbabwean coach Tondera Ndiraya. The player he was referring to just there, Kama Biliat, finished runner-up in the CAF Player of the Year based in Africa for 2016. He plays for Mamelodi Sundowns in South Africa, but uh, has failed to move to Europe, uh, perhaps because uh, of his lack of height. Now, Solomon, this is an issue for African footballers. Uh, Generally speaking, scouts from Europe will really like the strong, tall, physical build that many West Africans have. Uh, But here in Southern Africa, it is a problem. Players in some Southern African countries are shorter and they can struggle to get contracts in Europe. And it's happened to many talented players here in Zimbabwe. Great players, players like uh, Ndidi Wilfred, who plays for uh, Leicester City, a Nigerian, Manuel Adebayo over the years, Didier Drogba, Yaya Tore, Kolo Tore, they're tall uh, and, and also well-built. But if you look at the Southern African side of things, uh, it's definitely a struggle for nations like Zimbabwe, Zambia, uh, you know, having players that are shorter, West African players do have a huge advantage over Southern African players. Uh, Though we have great players who are shorter, like Lionel Messi, but at the same time, I I just feel that it gives you some sort of a, you know, a a small advantage in getting that contract, you know. Uh, The game has evolved. Maybe uh, 10, 15, 20 years ago, you could do it uh, with an average height centre-back, but now I feel... Uh, oppositions and and teams always create goals from set pieces, from corner kicks, from uh, from uh, from crosses. You know, and and you would need a defender that can really defend that. In as much as you need a striker that could create, uh, you know, and use opportunities that are created in the air uh, for uh, for for him. Sure, thanks, Solomon. So, Stuart, concluding on this, there have been tall players who've done really well and short players who've also excelled. Well, just for a bit of fun, Steve, I tried to have a look at the biggest and the smallest in the Premier League. And the tallest player on the books of a Premier League club at the moment is the Romanian goalkeeper Kostel Pantelman, who is 2.03 metres. Now, he's a Watford player, but currently on loan in Spain at Deportivo La Coruña. He's also played 27 times for Romania, but two metres and more He's certainly not going to have a problem catching the crosses. And not surprisingly, the next two tallest are also goalkeepers. Fraser Foster at Southampton, 2 metres 0.01. And the Arsenal reserve goalkeeper, Matt Macy, who's the same height. And then there's Theo Courtois, who's 1.98, course plays for Chelsea and Belgium. Outfield players, uh, the biggest is Peter Crouch. Now, he's... 2 metres, 0.01, currently playing with Stoke City, but has played for a range of clubs. Now, he has scored 100 goals in the Premier League, 51 of which have been headers. So he's certainly a player who uses his height to great effect in the box. And incidentally, Steve, something I discovered is that the English Football Association has a variety of shirt sizes for the players. There's large, extra large, double extra large, and another size which is called Peter Crouch. Peter Crouch has got such long legs that they have to have a size specially for him when he was in the England team. Now, the biggest player who's ever played professional football that I've come across is Christoph von Hout, who is currently playing in Belgium for Waterloo, and he's 2 metres 0.08. He certainly is a big lad. Now, 
You talked about big defenders. Well, the biggest defender in the Premier League is Mertesacker at Arsenal, who's 1.95, the same height as Joel Matip, Cameroon and Liverpool. So I think he can get the accolade as the tallest African player in the Premier League. And by the way, Steve, I knew you'd want to know this. Jurgen Klopp at 1.93 is the tallest manager. There's even data on the average size of teams. And interestingly enough, the tallest team in the Premier League is Manchester United, averaging 1.85 metres, and the smallest is Manchester City, 1.8. So I don't think you can read a great deal into that, since Manchester United and Manchester City are probably the two best teams in the Premier League at the moment, and one's the smallest of the 20 and one's the largest. But now, there is also scope for the small player, and the smallest player in the Premier League is Ryan Fraser at Bournemouth, who's 1 metre 0.63, but he's made nearly 100 appearances in the Premier League. And then we can think of Aaron Lennon, at Everton, he's got 20 caps for England, or Nathan Dyer at Swansea, over 300 Premier League games, and each of those is 1 metre 0.65. And now Pedro, currently at Chelsea, but has played 75 games for Barcelona and 65 caps for Spain, fits the category of midfield player you were talking about. He's 1 metre 66. And just one final thought on this, Steve. I once interviewed Simon Smith, who played rugby for England in the 1980s, and his son played rugby 25 years later. And his son is 25 kilos heavier than his dad was. And both of them were fairly average in the time they played. So rugby players have become bigger. You know, I wonder over time if uh, footballers will become taller. be interesting to know what the data on that is. Yeah, very interesting. Uh, Thanks, Stuart. So just to round up on this one, that research from the CIES Football Observatory found that there's no connection between the average height of teams and the results achieved, while at the same time, most coaches do prefer tall players in key positions. And as Stuart mentioned and the research mentioned, Manchester City, top of the English Premier League, have one of the shortest average heights as a team, as do Real Madrid and Barcelona. So we'd love to know your thoughts on this on social media. We're asking, is height important in football? What are your thoughts? Do you think that tall players bring you success? You can go onto our Facebook page, that's Planet Sport Football Africa, or send us a WhatsApp to plus four four seven nine double five two three two seven eight zero. That's plus four four seven nine double five two three two seven eight zero. Well, this is Planet Sport Football Africa, brought to you by Passion for Sport. And you can download our app and listen to the show anytime. To download, go to the Play Store or the Apple iTunes App Store and enter Planet Sport Football Africa. Once you've downloaded, you can listen to the show anytime on the app and access past programmes too in our archive. And you can listen to the show on our website, planetsportfootballafrica.com and our Twitter handle is at planetsportfa. And now we turn to social media. And last week we talked about Egypt's Mohamed Salah and asked if you think that he's the best African player right now in the world. 
Salah is the leading goalscorer in the English Premier League this season, and the 25-year-old is also the leading striker in all competitions this season. Salah is ahead of the likes of Tottenham's Harry Kane and Man City's Sergio Aguero. So last week we asked, would you say that Salah is Africa's best player right now anywhere in the world? On Facebook, Seda Hazard Mbwez in South Africa says, yes, this season he's showing it. He's another fine product from Africa. I'm a Chelsea fan, but I like him too, says Seda. Innocent O. Wamen in Nigeria agrees, saying, yes, this season is good for him. But it's based not only on his own personal achievements, but on his club's achievements too, says Innocent. Chanduko Koptation in South Africa doesn't agree, saying Sadio Mane is still the best African player. On to what's up, and Mamayoro Ba in the Gambia says, yes, Salah is the best African footballer at the moment. He helped his country qualify for the World Cup. He's the Premier League's leading goalscorer and also is participating in the campaign to end domestic violence in his country. Thanks for that to Mamayoro. Babukar Jaju, also in the Gambia, agrees, saying yes, because he took Egypt single-handedly to Russia 2018. In Ghana, Stanley also agrees, saying yes, at this moment I'll say Salah is the best, because his performances are good and they will take his team higher. Usman Obi Turai in the Gambia says, To be sincere, he is the best right now. Salah has proved himself since arriving at Liverpool, and it's no surprise he's doing so well, says Usman. Jata Samba is also in the Gambia. Salah is unstoppable right now, says Jata. Honestly, he's the danger man for Liverpool right now. He's creating and scoring goals, and to me, he's the right man. Salah is the man of the moment. To Sierra Leone and James Olatunga Roberts says, If you're looking at this season that's just started, my answer will be yes. Certainly the best African player is Mohamed Salah. But if it was for last season, I'd rather say Pierre-Emerick Aubameyang of Borussia Dortmund, says James. AIKOB in the Gambia is full of praise for the Egyptian striker, saying Mohamed Salah is a very difficult player to play against. If he's combining his dazzling skills and electric pace with a lot of goals, then I should say yes, he is the best African player at the moment, says AIK. Alfred Mdimba in Malawi agrees, and here's Belong Badji in the Gambia who says, First, let me take the opportunity to thank you for the interesting programmes. Thanks for that to Belong. Glad to hear that you're enjoying the shows. And Belong continues saying Mohamed Salah is a prolific scorer and lifts spirits because of his enthusiasm and his consistency. His presence motivates other players too, so I'm convinced that for now at least he is the best, says Belong. Rex Rose Carbgo in Sierra Leone says that no doubt Salah is the best in Africa at the present. I can say that for me Obama Yang is second and Sajo Mane is third. But Usman Beckham Kamara in the Gambia says no, I disagree. Victor Moses is the best African player this year, no doubt. I agree with the fact that Salah is doing well, but Moses has changed from being an African flop to the hero of African football, considering his amazing form for club and country. So in my view, Victor Moses is the best, says Usman. Mohamed Krubali, also in the Gambia, has another view, saying one day Salah will be the best player in the world, but for now the best African player is his Liverpool teammate Sadio Mane. And Eb Silla in the Gambia agrees, saying, uh, although Salah's a very good player, I don't think he's the best African right now. 
And finally, Alessana Drame in the Gambia says he's the informed striker as far as the top leagues are concerned. I don't think he is actually the best African player at the moment, but the best informed striker, says Alessana. Well, thanks very much for all of those opinions. Always great to hear from you. Also heard from Moses in the Gambia on another note, said, uh, Hi there, Steve. Uh, I've been following the political situation there in Zimbabwe. I've been praying for you and your family. Uh, Hope that things will be solved in a peaceful way. Thanks for your concern there, Moses. Uh, yeah, we've got a new president now here in Zimbabwe, Emerson Munangagwa, and are looking forward to a bright new future for this country. So this week on WhatsApp and on Facebook, we're asking for your thoughts on the question, is height important in football? We talked about that research earlier on that shows that the average height of a team is not a factor in determining success, although most coaches do prefer tall players. So do you think that a height brings success in football? Go to our Facebook page, Planet Sport Football Africa. Or send us a WhatsApp to plus four four seven nine double five two three two seven eight zero. That's plus four four seven nine double five two three two seven eight zero. Well, we're getting closer and closer to 2018 now. And of course, the football highlight next year will be the FIFA World Cup in Russia. We'll be building up to the tournament here on Planet Sport Football Africa. And while many Africans playing in the top leagues of Europe will be featuring in Russia, the likes of Sadio Mane and Mohamed Salah will be there if they're fit. Also, there will be plenty who play in the smaller leagues. And to Stuart, you've found a few players in the lower leagues of England who may well feature at the World Cup next year. For example, there's Isam Ben Kemes, a 21-year-old born in Paris of Tunisian parents. Now, he's had three seasons in Lorient, now playing for Doncaster Rovers in the third tier of English football, but very much hoping to be in Tunisia's World Cup plans. And there are three players who are currently in the Senegal squad. There's Cheek Ndoy, a 31-year-old who spent seven years playing in France and is now at Birmingham City. He's got more than 20 Senegal caps and we'll be hoping to add to that. Then there's Alfred Ndai, another of the French-born players, but with qualification for Senegal. Now, he's an experienced player who's played in France, Turkey and Spain, as well as two seasons with Sunderland and Hull City in the Premier League. He's now at Wolves, who are the runaway leaders of the Championship, hoping for promotion to the Premier League. He's got 17 caps for Senegal. And then there's Famara Didio, a 24-year-old, six years in French leagues, and now playing for Bristol City. And he's got five goals for them, and they're also pressing for promotion to the Premier League. Wolves have a French-born Moroccan player, Roman Saïs. He's 27. After five seasons in France, he's now in his second at Wolves, and he's got about 30 caps for Morocco. And great that Morocco were in the World Cup, and he's had the chance to go with them. And then, finally, two Egyptians. Sam Morsi was born in England of an Egyptian father, he played for several clubs in the lower leagues of English football. He's currently at Wigan Athletic in the third tier, but he's already had three caps for Egypt, uh, two of them this year. So he's very much in the frame. And then, of course, the very well-known Ahmed El Mohamedi, currently at Aston Villa, having previously played for Sunderland and Hull. Uh, ironically, the three teams he's played for 
we're all in the Premier League and they've all now been relegated, Sunderland, Hull and Aston Villa. But uh, he's got more than 80 caps for the Faroes and would almost certainly be in their plans unless something changes dramatically. So great to see those players in the lower echelons of English football also with a chance of fulfilling their World Cup dreams. Well, thanks, Stuart. It would be great to see them featuring at the World Cup and getting their chance to play there in Russia. So we'll be analysing the World Cup draw on next week's show. Uh, Before we go, uh, interesting midweek games in the English Premier League. Manchester City, an incredible 12 wins in a row now. Well clear at the top of the table, although they needed that late Raheem Sterling winner against Southampton on Wednesday night. Everton possibly turning the corner with a 4-0 win over West Ham. Hat-trick for Wayne Rooney with Sam Allardyce watching from the stands. He's now confirmed as their new manager. Uh, The player we focused on earlier on, Mohamed Salah, got two more goals for Liverpool. Sadio Mane with the other as they won 3-0 away to Stoke. And Algeria's Riyad Mahrez was on target for Leicester as they beat Tottenham 2-1. The big game this weekend in the English Premier League is on Saturday night. Arsenal hosting Manchester United. We have Chelsea playing Newcastle also on Saturday. Liverpool away to Brighton. Leicester with their Africans are at home to Burnley. And the leaders Manchester City are in action on Sunday. They'll be playing West Ham United. And we have UEFA Champions League action on Tuesday and Wednesday. Also on Wednesday, the FIFA Club World Cup gets underway with a preliminary round match. Later on in the week, we'll be having Raja Casablanca, Africa's representatives, in action. So that's it for this week. But on Facebook and on WhatsApp, we're asking, is height important in football? Earlier on, we talked about the new research that shows that the average height of a team is not a factor in determining success. But most coaches do prefer to have tall players in their team. So what are your thoughts? Do tall players bring you success? You can go to our Facebook page, Planet Sport Football Africa, and post a comment there. Or you can send us a WhatsApp to plus four four seven nine double five two three two seven eight zero. That's plus four four seven nine double five two three two seven eight zero. From me, Steve Vickers in Harare, from Solomon Shams in South Africa, and Stuart Weir in the UK. Thanks a lot for listening, and Planet Sport Football Africa is a passion for sport production.